Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on today's pod, we talk about trading, how to best prepare your club for the team of the year, and we go over the latest content released in the past week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, and today we have two guests instead of the usual three. We have returning Mark, Foot Trader Mark. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, once again, thank you for having me. No worries, mate. And we do have our new guest today, You Sure UK. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks for inviting me, mate. Happy to be here. So like we do with our, all our first-time guests, we do get go over their kind of first delve into FIFA and content creation side of things. When did you start getting involved with FIFA? I guess like FIFA 13, probably when I was uh, at university, kind of, you know, I, I lived with seven guys and we all used to uh, do FIFA drinking games, used to um, play before a night out and just play it like socially, I suppose. I, I played FIFA all my life, but um, I got really into Ultimate Team, probably... FIFA 18 and uh, FIFA 19 started beginning uh, trading. So, yeah, not not really too long on the Ultimate Team uh, sort of scene, but um, been socially playing it for a long time. Yeah, I think definitely it's one of them that I know a lot of guys have gone, either been from Ultimate Team from early days or kind of started uh, later. Like, again, like myself, I, I didn't start getting into Ultimate Team until around FIFA 17 and FIFA 18, seriously. I think it's definitely one of those that once you do get into it seriously, you kind of, I wouldn't say it's an addiction, but it's pretty much close to that. Um, as far as content creation side of things, how long have you been kind of streaming and creating content? Uh, well, I moved to, to Germany um, in 2017, uh, January. My met my girlfriend, um, University of Leeds, and I sort of moved over to Germany. And it was a kind of, I didn't really have a job here because I didn't speak the language. Um, yeah, long, long story. Um, so the, the language is very difficult. And because obviously I'd always played FIFA and enjoyed it, I, I realized that Twitch was a thing and it existed. And the next week I started, you know, I made, uh, got my streaming equipment sorted. I had a laptop, just used my webcam on my laptop and just thought, you know what, like I see people doing it. I, I saw Capgun Tom and I thought, oh, this is cool. I want to be, uh, I want to be doing something like that. Why not give it a go? Sort of try and see where it goes. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been two years now. Uh, yeah. So would you say you watched Twitch quite a lot before you started or were you fairly kind of new to the whole kind of Twitch thing when you start streaming yourself? Brand, brand new. Uh, I didn't know any communities, networks, didn't know how it worked at all. One week into knowing that Twitch existed, I um, I started streaming. That's interesting. So, yeah. I think it's pretty much like, I like, like myself as well is that I kind of got into it and then, I mean, you know, so you jump right into it and obviously find out what it's all about. And like I said, obviously you must be enjoying it if you're still doing it after two years now. Um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We will get into the, the main first part here. We are going to go over a lot of training stuff today, but I do want to go over the new content that has been released in the past week. I know there has been a new showdown card. Um, have either of you guys gone ahead and done either the showdown cards for this week? I have gone ahead and I've completed Scott McSauce, um, six foot four CDM. And if United win, big if, but if they do win, I can see him being a very solid CDM in game. He'll almost be in the Hullock gang of 80-plus in every stat. So I'm banking on Man United and Scott, Scott McTominay today. You sure you care? Have you gone ahead and done any of these or not? I'm a United fan, um, but I'm also a serial procrastinator, so I haven't done them yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, still, uh, they still exist, right? They expire, what, in an hour or so? Yes, just for those listening, we are recording on Sunday morning before the game. So if oh, you, apologies. If you, are listen, if you are listening to this after... The game, obviously, you'll know what what's been the outcome. But yeah, I believe there is a hour or so to get these done. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do McSauce. I agree with Mark. He looks he looks great. Um, between the two, definitely Scott McTominay is the one. And I'm a main night fan, but um, I got a I got Baby Blonk in my team. So Baby Blonk and McTominay got two like six foot four. Yeah, be big midfield. Yeah, game in the team. Yeah, so that, I think I mean I, I'm a United fan as well, but. I mean, I'm more of a, I kind of do care about my team. So I kind of, I've, <laughs> I've, stayed, I've stayed away from McTominay and McMilner. I think the, the price on these, I think it's fair as far as Prem goes. I know a lot of people did complain about the prices and the kind of the choice of the players, but I like that they've chosen these two players. Kind of, McTominay's obviously had his first special card this year as in his team of the week. And I know from previous years, I don't think he's ever got a special card beforehand. So good to see him getting one. I know Milner's not a bad one. Especially, I think it'll be Hullet Gang as well if they if Liverpool do go on to win. So, neither cards aren't too bad, but I do like the idea of the showdown cards. Also, we've had some new Player of the Month cards as well. Obviously, Bruno getting another one. The last Dindle from Bundesliga. And also, we've had Aspas 
from La Liga. Are any of you guys kind of going to do any of these player of the month cards or not? Um, personally, for me, I'm not. Um, I, I know Aspas came out and I don't think Aspas looks too bad um, value-wise, but he's one of them which doesn't fit into my team. And on the Bruno front, that's actually a weird one because he's cheaper than his previous player of the month. But I think with team of the year just around the corner and Bruno's got a good chance of getting into that team of the year, I think I'm going to give that one a miss. Yeah, you sure you care? Are you going to do any of these or not? No, I mean, it's sort of a thing that I learned a couple of years back in my team and uh, definitely don't waste your money on SBCs that aren't going to go immediately into your team um, or that are going to last for, for too long, especially as, as Mark said, around team of the year. It's really a bit of a coin sink. It's not worth you putting your money into that and then uh, potentially packing someone that's going to replace them and they're just they're just SBC fodder for, what, 200, 300k, whatever it may be. So uh, no, it's a no for me. Yeah. I, I, like, I like what Mark said. I, I like the look of Aspas. I think very yeah, yeah. good good card for that price. It's not too bad. I know that having three-star skill moves is probably the downside on that card, but like Mark said as well as the... The fact that Bruno's cheaper than his previous one is, is a bit weird as well. But I know, obviously, Bruno's what? I think he's just over a million coins. It, it seems crazy to, to put that much money into an SBC, especially considering that I think Bruno will probably go on to get a Team of the Year card. Uh, I, I hope he does get one, but I think he probably will do. So again, like obviously Shoei K said as well, it's especially right before Team of the Year as well. It's uh, kind of... I don't think... I think Bruno's one that I think people attempted to do, but the other two, Stindl as well, I think he's a bit of a... Uh, I don't know. I think people, I know I saw a few guys put, maybe put a shadow on him as a boxer box, but I don't think either Aspas or Cinder looks too enticing. I think Aspas maybe more, but there's obviously downsides to, to both of those cards there. Um, yeah. Also, we have finally had the James Tavernier headliner. Uh, I know Rangers are playing right now, and obviously ho I'm hoping they go on to beat Motherwell today. And like I said, if you guys listen, you'll know how they get on. But um, if any of you guys... 1-0 one, one down, aren't they? Yeah, 1-0 down Ooh. to Motherwell. Uh, half time so hopefully they turn it around but any of you guys done the Tavernier card or not uh, you're not you've not done him it's just, it's just a right back I mean there's so many good ones he does look incredible but it, it's the same it's the links you know an ultimate team for me is an ultimate team I'm hoping to get 50 million coins maybe more and he's he's probably not going to be the best right back in the game by the end of it and I, I just want the best okay. it's probably a good card though it's a good card yeah. I, I recommend to most people definitely do him he looks insane yeah, it's one of them. I know I was I was torn over him. Luckily, I went ahead and packed Baby Rio from the uh, Icon Swap. So he gets into my team. Good links in there. Like I said, I think he's a good card. I think people have been raving about him on social media. I know Marshall 89 HD went ahead and did a player review and said he was probably the best right back he's used so far this year. But it's one of them that, I don't know, Taverni looks good. He's got some great all-run stats. Obviously, I think he's the second card to be Hullet game this year after headliner Goretzka. So... Decent card, can play in a lot of positions, but he's quite expensive for what he is. And considering that his 84 inform was essentially inform fodder for, I mean, for since he came out. So it's a tough one there. Um, yeah, I, I did look at him, but obviously I then went ahead and got Carlos Alberto out of the icon pack. So luckily for me, that made, made my choice for me. And I'm quite happy because he's obviously ex-Newcastle, so I don't want him in my ultimate team. <laughs> that's true as well that's true as well and also we did have the other two cards that I'm going to go over here we did have Higuain flashback yesterday on Saturday and we also had the Bundesliga milestone player released on Friday I believe um, I take it none of you guys are going to be going ahead and doing the Higuain flashback card uh, no again people look at it and they see the price um, I think he's about 80-90k and people are sort of fooled into it because they think it's good value for what he is but essentially, you can buy a better card off the market who's going to play better in game, who's going to have better links for that price. I mean, you can play Rashford's normal gold card off ten as a striker and it's probably going to perform just as well, if not better, than this Higuain card. So, again, I'm going to give this one a miss. I think unless you've got an MLS team and more of a team to have fun on FIFA, um, it's a card that you should avoid. Are you sure you, care? you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I concur. Yeah. yeah, absolutely agree relatively good value for money. Uh, obviously, if you're a fan, then then go and crack him. Go, go do him. But uh, yeah, absolutely agree with Mark. It's yeah. probably one you should avoid. I don't think there's too many uh, Higuain fans out there either. I mean, if there, <laughs> if there is, obviously, shoot me a message. But um, And also, we do have a new Bundesliga Marston player. I mean, have you have any of you guys gone ahead and done any of the Marston players so far this year? What have you made of the Marston players so far? I've done them and I've grinded towards them. Not so much to put them in my team, but because it's a free 85, 86 rated card um, for the most part. 
and they'll just go into SPCs along the line. None of them, apart from the French Sedan, have been um, that good. He obviously came out early on in the game. And since then, I think there's been a bit of a letdown. I know Bellerin was sort of okay from the Premier League aspect. But again, you can get a Nelson Semedo for a couple thousand coins who probably is going to be better than a Hector Bellerin. Yeah, that's true. You sure you can? Have you done any of these uh, Martin players so far or not? Uh, not really. I'm not really like a... I wasn't, to begin with, an objective grinder, but I've started now to probably play the game too much and uh, I'm sort of ticking off everything. Um, doing all the objectives but I, I do think it's good for me eh? I think it's good for the the casual player who might you know might spend their time playing the game and trying to enjoy it and picking up these cards along the way to have an exciting team yeah I think for the more hardcore players it can be more of a waste of time um, and you could use your time more productively in trading and things like that to actually get a better card tradable off the market than they're just an objective player yeah I, I, I do remember that you guys obviously uh, kind of a trader so you do you do think about the time you've put into it and obviously I think there there does come a point as well I, I think this year I've kind of understood that I haven't got to do every single objective card there is last year I was along the lines of right this card's out I need to get that card done if there's an objective every single week I'd make sure I spend at least however, however many hours it takes to do a certain objective card I put into doing it but now I've kind of got to the point where if I'm not going to use that card much then there's no real point in doing it really like I said you people I think most weeks are kind of no, not everyone's got loads of time to be able to play the game and grind the game out. So kind of pick and choose what objective cards you do want to go for. Um, and if the guy's going to get fit into your team, then obviously go ahead and do that. But like I said, I don't think any of these cards, apart from maybe Bellerin, possibly into a, a Prem team. But I think obviously the, the Bundesliga one is that St. Graven, the uh, uh, Netherlands, yeah, Netherlands left back. And the other one that they've released was Guides. I don't think any of them, I'm not seeing any of them in teams really, but I don't think the kind of the rating of these players have gone up since the last ones. And the power curve, I think, from EA this year has been very, very slow to kind of releasing the top-tier players. But obviously, once Team of the Year hits, then it's going to kind of going to be blown out the water. As you guys are traders, we'll start with you, you first, you sure you okay. How did you first get into trading within FIFA? Um, well, this time last year, uh, I guess I've always kind of traded um, to a degree. I think everybody does in the game. Uh, everybody opens packs and everybody has either sort of a weekend league they understand weekend league sell off because they realize they want to play their games on the weekend and then they go oh no i want a different team i'm going to sell my team i'm going to buy another one they sell it on a sunday they lose coins and then they, and from that point on you sort of realize about uh, the market fluctuations um but so i always had a little inkling about trading and i i studied economics uh, at university um so i was always sort of minded about how the market works um but I wouldn't say I really started trading until February last year, which was just after Team of the Year, of course. Um, and I had a thousand packs saved for Team of the Year. So I was in a predicament where I, I couldn't trade, of course, because, uh, you know, I can't flip cards um, when I've got, um, I had it unassigned. I had, I had all sorts. I was just grinding packs over and over again, doing two player packs. And so after that, I realized to myself, um, that's really confounded how I can build a ultimate team. Because all of these packs that I'm going to open, I'm going to get duplicate and tradables. It's incredibly inefficient when it gets to a certain point. And I was trying to open 1,000 packs and recycle within a short period of time in order to get the, the most out of it, in order to try and get the team of the year players before it expired. And ended up just discarding a load of players. And uh, I realized that trading, yeah, I had to start trading and building a better ultimate team. And that wasn't really the play. So I guess just after team of the year last year, I sort of had a wake up call because of that sort of, not very, not very good pack opening, I suppose. I got three team of the years, uh, one tradable, but you know, three team of the years from one thousand four hundred packs, and most of them were uh, were good packs. So, yeah, it makes you think as well. I know I, I've been I've been trying to tell myself I need I need to save up packs. Right now, I think I have, uh, yeah, zero right now. Um, but it's it's tough. <laughs> I think listen to people, listen to people like you, and you said saved up that many packs into to pack three. I mean, that's what. Um, I got Mane, De Jong, and De Bruyne. Um, Mane was tradable. But yeah, you, you hear a lot of people come into your stream or talk on Twitter and they've sort of opened 20 packs and got a team there and you're like, why do I bother? <laughs> I think it doesn't, basically, it doesn't matter how many you've got saved up. Whatever EA want to give you, they'll give you. I know, obviously, we had yeah. uh, Danny Devine on previously. Danny said he got a Bonucci from a, a two-player pack beforehand as well. And like I said, it, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so it's a tough one there. 
Mark, we'll move on to you here. Mark, I know you've been training for a lot longer. Mark, what kind of got you into the training side of things on FIFA? Um, basically, the trading aspect came along because I wanted a good team. I wasn't willing to spend hundreds on a game to get them players via FIFA points. Or I actually began, began trading when uh, coin buying was a thing as well. And I, I didn't want to spend the money on coins. I didn't want to spend the money on FIFA points. So I began trading. And albeit first year or so, it was probably FIFA 13 and 14. I, I wasn't the greatest of traders, to be honest. I, I remember buying players like Buffon for a 1,000 coins and selling them for 2,000 coins, little things like that, um, just to make myself more coins to obtain the better players, the better cards. And it was sort of FIFA 17 where trading took off for me. And I think that was sort of the start of when FIFA went more competitive as well. Um, weekend League was introduced. More promos were introduced, so there was more cards to trade with. And I probably bought one or two cards that year, lost a lot of coins on them. And, I, well, I bought them for my team, lost coins on them. And I, I sort of started to learn to trade, learn when prices went up, when prices went down and sort of start, started to study the market graphs of particular player cards and promo cards. So that's what sort of got me into trading, and I've sort of became a better trader through experience ever since. So, yeah, pretty much got into trading because I wanted good players and I wasn't willing to spend the money on the game. And, yeah, I'm where I'm at today. Probably last year was my best year of trading for the first part of the FIFA cycle. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning today. On the trading front, I think as a trader, you'd be lying if you said you weren't ever learning and weren't ever looking to improve because I'm not perfect. I will lose coins still from time to time, but I'd like to think I'm more consistent now and I can trade more more effectively as well. You sort of learn the best trading methods to use with the time you've got available. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's why a lot of people do kind of get into trading as well. I know obviously trading does take a take a lot of time to kind of look through the graphs, see where the trends are in the market and obviously decide when to buy players and hold on to players. And um, it's one of them, like, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, you don't really learn from trading. Um, as Mark was saying, you, you don't learn unless you make mistakes sort of thing. Um, you need to be willing to take a couple of risks initially to, to realise how the market works and go, oh, Last time I did that, I lost 300,000 coins, etc. Or last time I did that, I lost 10,000 coins, whatever it may be, whatever degree. And then to realize you're not going to make that same mistake again. Um, you have to kind of be willing to take risks to make money on the game. Yeah, it's, it's, I think a lot of people as well as I speak to a lot of guys and people come into my stream and such and be like, oh, hey, what do I do with 20K? What do I do with this this amount? And kind of people expect you to, to tell them a player, they'll buy that player, they'll make... 100k from like buying three players and it's not like that obviously you guys know obviously mark's in here that um was buying booth funds for a thousand selling for two thousand um i mean I, i've been doing even less than that at times this year but it's one of them that i think training does take time and effort and like i said you guys will obviously learn through doing it and i said i, I do you guys honestly do you guys enjoy training is that do you enjoy the training side of fifa i love it i absolutely love it like being able to make money on the game without spending a single FIFA point and being able to teach other people how to do the same. If you're in a situation where either too young, you can't buy FIFA points or you can't afford them, uh, but you do have time. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. And I, I just love the grinding aspect of FIFA. That's I guess why I'm so addicted to it compared to other games. Cause I want to build this team from the start. I want to see how far I can go, even with making mistakes along the way, sort of, yeah, not to go too deep, but it's sort of like, <laughs> like a journey, you know, it's like life, you know, you, you sort of make mistakes along the way throughout the year, but you want to see where you end up at the end and uh, see how far you've come. And that's what I love about trading. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. Mark, do, do you, do you truly enjoy it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I agree again with me. It's sort of a love hate relationship. Um, like anything, it is a grind. It doesn't, it's not like I hop on with 1 million coins and one hour later, I've got 3 million. Um, Obviously, that can happen, but um, very rare. So, yeah, it's a grind, but you do love it. You you know, when when you're trading or you've made a big investment in a card and then over the next few days, coming weeks, you sort of see them cards rising in price. And it's a good feeling. You know, some people might get that buzz off hitting elite on a weekend every week. I'm not that good enough. Um, I think everyone by now should know I'm not the best player. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do get a buzz out of it when you see your cards rising, or 
now now that I've got my account up and running and I, I get people messaging me saying, oh, like this tip was great. It worked. I've made like X amount and they might be turning 20K into 80K. And for me, that's not a big deal. But for them, you know, it completely changes their outlook. So, yeah, I, I love it. I love helping other people um, make coins as well. Yeah, that's good to hear. I think there's one of them. I, I've kind of got into trading this year a little bit. I don't, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a serious trader by any means, but I definitely kind of do understand that like when, when a certain player rises by one or two K and you can make some money, it is a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Um, so I can definitely understand that. I think people kind of, in my, honestly, in my own opinion here, looking at it last year, I would always think that uh, guys who were trading don't really enjoy the game. Like they, this trader don't play too much of it. So I think get to know people who do trade and kind of, having a look at it myself a bit more seriously, you do kind of understand your kind of take on it and kind of how you can enjoy it. So definitely one of those things that I think more people should get involved with. And obviously we, I think we are seeing again, you see on social media, the more people who call themselves a, uh, a trader and such, there's definitely more people who do it now, but I think it is a great way to at least save coins and to make sure people don't spend money on the actual game. I think we are getting to a point slowly where FIFA points will be kind of, pushed to the side but i don't know when that's going to happen i think FIFA points will be here for a while probably but obviously with the new kind of lawsuits and cases in europe potentially trading might be even more kind of important within the game let's hope so eh? yeah let's hope so um let's hope i was just going to say let's hope EA don't continue to kill the trading aspect of things um, yeah true. seems like seems like they're doing everything they can to sort of stop it because as a market point of view and as a business they want the people to spend the fifa points Exactly. I think they EA people always bang on about oh well EA are a horrible company, blah blah blah. But again, from a from a business side of things, they, they're doing great. I mean, they're making more money every single year. The promos and stuff they're doing and the fact that they do certain promotions regarding kind of cheaper packs and that they do these lightning rounds that sell out in a matter of seconds sometimes. And it's crazy. I mean, so people people do go on about EA being a I would say a fraudulent company, but I mean, as far as the business goes, they do a very, very good job of making a lot of money. As Mark kind of touched on that a little bit there, we're gonna basically want to go over how has trading been so far this year, been so far this year for you guys, and kind of has it been a, has it been a good year so far as regarding trading for you guys? Would you say? Personally, for me, yes. Um, I've had a couple of bumps along the road, and it's been quite frustrating because sort of the trading methods I might have used last year maybe haven't been as effective this year. So I've sort of gone back to basics on a lot of stuff. A lot of my trading strengths always were more towards investing rather than flipping cards um, every hour. So I sort of took took a step back and I, I looked, what am I doing wrong? And I, I just decided, okay, I'm going to go back to basics. I'm going to focus more on the low budget methods to start. And then I was like, right, I've always made a lot of coins from investing. So that's where I'm going to go along. And I know we spoke um quite regular max about a few investments that I like every week and especially over the last month or two I think the investing and the fodder investing has been massive because we've seen a huge rise in fodder and um, sort of since before Christmas late November fodder sort of boomed and it's probably hit a peak right now it's very very high so the boat for fodder's probably sailed at the minute but 82 informs have been an absolute goldmine for me in recent weeks. Um, I know I was a, I was unassigned in about 1,000 Martinez's. I've managed to sell 900 of them off, um, finally, after about a month hold. And I've, I've, made good, I've made good coins on them. So, for all it was a grind and frustrating when you see every day they're not really rising. But it's just all that trust in your gut and knowing eventually an SBC will come out and push their prices up. So, I think on that front, it's been a success for me. Yeah, I was going to go on there as far as, Mark, for you, what kind of trading methods have been good, good for you this year? I mean, apart from investment trading, have you kind of, what's been kind of your kind of ways you've kind of traded this year? Yeah, so again, it's just knowing the market. Um, I know we've got a set of rule breaker cards, which came out a few few months back, I think now, and they're quite rare. They were only in packs for a short space, so I'm going to call them rare cards because they didn't have much supply. So they seem to fluctuate quite a lot. I was looking at a Virgil van Dijk and he tends to have a low point of about a million coins and a high point of about 1.2 million coins. And that that's on the daily. So again, it's looking at graphs and understanding, okay, he's down at his low price right now. 
I'm going to buy that card. I'm going to wait for him to hit his high point and I'm going to sell him. So that's worked quite well. Obviously, the discard and low fodder investment has been working quite well also. One thing which I'd like to sort of get back into is the fluctuations of the live cards. Now that headliners are out, learning that before a game, they might be at a high. And if they lose, they're going to drop quite heavily after that game. And that's also a buy window. Yeah, it's interesting. You sure, UK? You, uh, how's trading been so far for you this year? I look at the most, the most efficient for me and the most sort of applicable to anybody sort of starting the game. Uh, and that's sort of like my, my target market, my audience is going to be to people with obviously a low budget because that you know, reaches the most amount of people. Um, is So silver trading for me is the most efficient and that's something I've sort of kind of been mastering uh, this year. Of course, you're not you're not necessarily uh, making your massive um, massive turnover or transfer profit with these cards. It's a lot of hard work buying hundreds and hundreds of players and making two hundred to a thousand coins a player. Um, looking into marquee matchups when we get electron packs, mixed players packs, we get increased silver supply. Then you're going to invest into silver cards, and you're going to see them rebound until Sunday, just before squad battles. Then resupplies the market for silver cards, and you can make massive fluctuations, especially with the league SPCs now coming out. Um, and I mean, that's another thing: the league SPCs. I think we got three the other day, and we saw from then uh, a lot more of silver supply. Of course, people completing them from what they have in their club and their silver packs in the league SPCs that increase the supply, and that's what we're going to see at Team of the Year. I think on the first day is something I'm really going to try and talk about and let my my audience know is that i think there's a lot of people got saved packs a lot of them are going to be um packs that contain silvers in them obviously not the majority they'll have golds but there'll be mass mass silver supply from you know 6 p.m when the first team comes out or when every team's in packs i think silvers are going to be great because from then on people are then going to want to grind the league SBCs using those silvers up so uh, i think that's a great opportunity but the end of last year i got into icon trading I uh, haven't been able to do that this year. I haven't had enough time. You need to really learn the market, uh, learn the prices. And it's just very time consuming. Um, but fluctuation trading, silver trading, special card market. Um, looking at weekend league sell-off, people sell off their teams, obviously on Sunday, as I touched on uh, earlier, and then looking to buy those players Sunday, Monday, when they're at the lowest and sell Thursday after rewards, when there is inflation on the markets. People open their rewards, there's more coins. And then people have more money to buy a player and people that may not have been able to afford a player previously can now buy a player. For example, they might be able to afford a Mane now. And uh, then they go ahead and buy that and get rid of their, their cheaper card. And the price of those go up because the demand outweighs the supply at that certain point. But as you, as you go on throughout the game, um, this changes. More expensive cards become, become the new sort of meta and, uh, the previously expensive cards don't rebound as much as they have done in previous weeks. So uh, it's, it's interesting to bear that in mind when, uh, when fluctuation trading. So lots of different trading methods, to be honest. It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's one of them. I think if you, if you fully get yourself into it, I can imagine obviously the amount of different things. I know obviously I said, like you guys are touching, there's so many different trading methods out there to really get into and do for Mark, for me this year, Obviously, been speaking to Mark, a lot of the stuff I've been doing is kind of more fodder, inform investing and kind of seeing them rise. And the one thing I kind of have tr- tended to do myself is to look at players who have basically, who are seeing team of the, team of the week predictions. Um, but a lot of a player who is essentially, I'm not saying guaranteed, but is more likely to get in team of the week. And then if they are, or if they aren't, they always seem to rise, obviously, around that 6 p.m. window uh, in, in the hour window after that um, and make some profit there. So I've been, I've been able to have a bit of luck with that. But like I said, like you guys said, there isn't always there isn't always ways to make, say, a thousand, ten thousand coins per player. And like sure you sure UK said there as well, is that you kind of if you do well don't have many coins and you do want to make some quick flips, there's obviously players to look for, players out there. But it's all a case of kind of like I said, doing your research, looking into players, knowing when the right time to buy is and when it isn't. Um, and obviously trying to make coins that way. And I said there is there is basically like you said, I said there is a method for any budget you have. So if you haven't got many coins, obviously it's ways to make coins there. And obviously like Mark said about like a, a Virgil van Dijk, if you have got a lot of coins, there obviously is ways to make even more money. I said it's always a kind of a, a risk and return, a risk and reward kind of way to do things. We are gonna have a yeah, quick just, oh, oh, one one second. <laughs> just touching on the icon methods as well. Um because a lot of people do see, you know, you might see Nick from the foot market and um, he slips a lot of icons. 
the casual player expects to be able just to go and buy buy icons and be able to flip them, but that's probably one of the more advanced trading methods. Um, mm-hmm. I do get a lot of, and I mean a lot of DMs um, quite frequently asking, how do I learn icons and how, how can I flip these icons? Because I'm not going to lie, um, icons are where the big money can be made. I think um, team of the season last year, I ended up making about 7 million coins in a week because... I was quite good at my icon prices, but it wasn't a case of I just logged on and I just started buying cards. It was a lot of preparation when it went into that. Um, there's a lot of icon cards. There's a lot of prices and fluctuations to learn. And it is an advanced method and the reward justifies that because you are going to make a lot of coins, but you are, you are also going to have to grind and put the effort forward for that, which I think is the thing people need to understand is they're not just going to hop on and start flipping icons straight away. You need to do your research because just because an icon might be 60k cheaper than its next listed card doesn't mean it's a good deal. You need to look at what that icon tends to sell for on the daily, on the weekly, and sort of know the market for the icons. Yeah, exactly. I think, like I said, there is definitely people out there who think that training is a case of logging on, doing a few things, logging off, and you're done there. Like, like you got, like you guys have said, there is so much that goes into it that, again, I would say me as a viewer as well, watching you guys kind of do your thing, you don't realize how much goes into kind of looking at the graphs, looking at kind of trends and stuff. And there's a lot that goes into it, really. And like, like, like you guys said, there's so much information that you guys have to know beforehand before then you go out and kind of do the actual trading itself in it. It is interesting, to hear, interesting hearing you guys speak about it. Because I said I, I don't have really any experience with trading. I, I've tried to do it this year, but there is so much that if you get started, like there's so much more to know, really. Yeah, just just on the point of uh, like people thinking they can log in and just make a few coins. I mean, there is still an opportunity to do that, and if you're going to do that, you do it around content time. You do it around six pm, which is another type of investing that I, I do do, uh, which is rash investing. Um, you're basically reacting to whatever EA brings out, whether they bring out milestone cards that have link investments, or whether they bring out SPCs that are going to be well-demanded and make fodder go up. You're using your knowledge to work out how the market has been affected by these sorts of SPCs or milestones before. Um, I can't remember the, what was the MLS milestone uh, that we just got recently? But um Instantly, Opara and I think it was was Vela. Was it a special card? They just absolutely boomed. I oh, went it was when, yeah, it was when Jonathan dos Santos came out. The the moment was it the moments SBC card? Oh yeah, I, I went on Opara and made like five k card. I could have held and made more, but I probably bought like ten within the space of a couple of minutes and made five k card. That sort of, sort of thing like that is what everyone can do. But I feel like so many more people are doing it than in, than in previous years. Um, so you have to be super super fast, and it's a get in get out before everyone starts flooding the market sort of situation. So there is an opportunity that you can log in for 10 minutes and try and make quick money, but you have to be very careful. It's very risky and you have to sort of work out the elasticity, you know, the, the responsiveness of a change in demand for the change in price of a card. We're going to use an economic term. So, and that's very <laughs> hard to grasp, even if you know what you're talking about with trading, that's, you still can't predict that and the psychology of the player base and whether they're going to do an SBC or not. It's it's a bit of a gamble as ever with trading. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. you obviously, you've got the the previous kind of experience and the knowledge of it so to know what to do there as well. So it definitely helps you out there. Um, we are going to have a quick break now. We'll After the break, we'll be going over how to prepare your club for team of the year and also going to go over some tips and trading advice for the team of the year period. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, and welcome back from the break. In this part of the pod, we are going to go over preparing your club for team of the year and also tips and advice for trading going into team of the year as well and obviously during it. Um, we're going to start with you, sure, UK. I know you were doing a lot of streams recently going over kind of preparing your club for team of the year. So kind of what would you say for people going to team of the year? How would they best prepare their club? Um, it's very, it's, it's hard to be objective about this answer because obviously everyone's got a different situation for their club. Um, Maybe I just talk about me personally, what my plan is, and then see how that can sort of uh, be reflected for other people. So my, my plan is, and lots of people do the uh, the bronze pack method to fill up their club with bronzes and maybe do the silver upgrades uh, in order to get league SPC cards and then uh, complete the league SPCs to get 
what would normally be a lot of tradable packs back, but this year we seem to have got uh, about half the amount than we did last year in the uh, league SPCs. But my play is do the bronze pack method. All of the non-league SPC players, put them into the silver upgrade and then do exactly the same with the silvers when you get so many. Uh, all the non-leagues that don't have any value, you put them into the upgrade and then hopefully you get cards back that are useful to complete the league SPCs to get tradable packs back, in which case you can you know, make a profit maybe. Depends how efficient you've been. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep filling up my club, filling it up, hopefully get as many untradable players for the league SPCs as possible. And then importantly, I'm going to complete the untradable ones first and open them before. Because this gives me a chance to get untradable players that I can use to complete the rest of the SBCs. And I won't get duplicates when it's team of the year. I won't be opening them with all the other packs and I can use those players and save myself money by buying the players that I would have otherwise needed um, and to uh, finish off the rest of the SBCs. So that's my play. Completely fill up the club using the BPM and doing the upgrades um, and just continue trading as I am with expensive cards, specials, icons, things like that. But if we're talking about um, people on a low budget, um, a very good like trading technique that I do advise is uh, the silver method, as, as we touched on earlier. And the way in which I would utilize this for your team of the year preparation is I would buy silver players, do the silver trading with players that are in the league SPCs. So Serie A, you know, your Bundesliga, your Prem, all the big, all the big teams. And you're going to buy these players and you're going to trade with the duplicates. Send one into your club that you get for a good deal. So let's say we're talking Serie A defenders. They'll fluctuate between 600 and 900 coins. And let's say you're sniping them or mass bidding on them. You're going to try and win them for 600 coins. I send everything to the club and then I just list up the duplicates and make a profit off there. So essentially what I'm trying to do is do all the league SVCs for free or off the profits that I've made from the duplicates. And as you're doing that, you're just filling up the club with all the players that are demanded. You know they're demanded because they have a price on the market. Um, as you know, like when you're trading with them, you know uh, you know what they're selling for. So you can do that with golds as well. You can you know obviously bid on um, commons and rares. And if you do want to grind, if you do have a favourite player that you know is going to get a team of the year, then obviously what you want to do is you want to go buy those rares for that league that they're in to give yourself a chance of packing their team of the year as we are definitely expecting um, league-specific upgrade packs. So if you know if you don't want to do the trading, if you don't want to do the BPM, then if you want to have a bit of fun at team of the year, I would just advise you stick to one or two leagues and you go ahead and buy yourself loads of gold rares from that league for discard price. And um, you can always just sell them if you, if you find out that you know it's not the player that you wanted in that league or anything like that. There's lots of different ways. And uh, of course, it's subjective. So it's a hard question to answer, simply. Hope I've done a good job. <laughs> yeah, no, you have. I think definitely it's one of them. I know a lot of guys do go on about BPM. Are you uh, you big advocate for BPM? Against trading, no. Um, I, I, I love the simplicity of BPM. But if you do want to make lots and lots of coins, I don't think it's the way to go. Trading, if you do have a little bit of knowledge or you can watch somebody who uh, who does, then you can definitely make more money from, from trading than you can BPM. But for the casual... It's a very simple tool uh, mechanism that you can use to get good tradable cards. But you, you do require a pack like with BPM. You can't expect to make profit from it um, unless you're being really efficient. Then it's foolproof or you get some good pack luck from the tradable packs you get back by doing the league SBC grind sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as the league SBCs go, did you do a lot of them last year? And how would you kind of compare the kind of grinding for these compared to last year? I, I used to be a sort of, uh, I never put FIFA points on, but I used to be sort of a pack a pack streamer. Um, but I used to grind 200 League SVC packs every single week for a bit of content on a Friday evening. Um, I've stopped doing that now completely because <laughs> it's it's not worth my time. Um, and it's not worth my coins either, especially with the untradable, uh, all the untradable packs from the League SVCs. So yeah, it's not really for me this year. Uh, I'm just going to do them all once, and that's probably it. And then maybe all once again at team of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, have you got anything to add on to that? Are you how are you kind of preparing your club and stuff for team of the year? Yeah. So just touching on the bronze pack method, um, I actually went through, spent 50k on bronze packs, and just did the first cycle of it yesterday. Um, again, very effective trading method. But for them people out there who think. I want to make 500k, 1 million coins. The bronze pack method is not going to do that. It never has done. 
the aim of the bronze path method is ultimately to break even. Um, it's un like we've said, unless you have got ridiculous path luck, it's not going to get you the big money. I'm not going to say it's not because there's a chance that you can hit an icon or hit a team of the year in one of them packs. So again, it goes goes back to that uh, pack luck and if you look in, you look in. So that is something which I do like and I probably will cycle it through today or tomorrow, grind some league SBCs and get some packs stored up just for the content for opening packs because I think everybody does love to open packs. In terms of me, this week I've tried to get fully liquid or as close to fully liquid with a couple of investments as I possibly can. And now I'm just waiting for the panic of a loading screen. Looking back at graphs from last year, I'm hoping history repeats itself again because I think Team of the Year started last year on the 4th of January and that seemed to be the low points for Meta Golds, Icons and Inform Meta Specials. So I will be looking Monday, Tuesday, probably Tuesday latest at picking some of these cards up. For instance, I just want to touch on uh, Baby Cruyff from last year was 1.7 mil at the start of Team of the Year. And by that was on the Monday. By the Sunday, he was closing in on 2 million coins. So pe people panic at first because they think all these cards, they're going to drop. And then everybody, oh, they go, I'm going to sell this card because I'm going to buy a Team of the Year. And it always happens. The team of the years always come out and are very high in priced. Um, basically because right now they're the end game cards and there's very limited supply of them. And then meta cards, the high value ones, always rise throughout the team of the year promo, which I think is something people don't expect. They expect the market to completely drop and go into panic. Low rated, low rated metas, maybe your Furl and Mendes, they probably will drop in price because they're going to be more available in prices than an icon. So I'll be looking to pick some of them cards up early on next week in anticipation of the drop and team of the year. That's something I'll be doing. So, for instance, I want to buy a Pele for my team. I'm probably going to... <laughs> I'm probably going to go in on a Tuesday on that card, depending on the price. I'll monitor it over the next few days and try and find something I like. But yeah, grind some league SBCs, get some packs, because end of the day, we'll play FIFA to enjoy the game, and I'll enjoy the game opening packs or seeing who I pack. And then I think using the bronze pack method to our advantage, I know um, you mentioned buying the silvers during pack supply. Um, last year I focused a lot on silvers this year I've been more on the non-rare golds Tyrone Mings is a name I'm going to throw out there he fluctuates between 1500 coins and about 2200 coins on Xbox on the daily so when you see pack supply come out and he's around 1500 coins or below you can win them pretty easily on bid because people don't realise their value that can be an effective trading method I always look at the return on investment and if you're doubling your coins on a low-rated card, your return's going to be higher. If you can put 100,000 coins into him, maybe get 180,000 coins back, you know, you've made an 80% on your original investment. So that's what I'll be looking at doing as well. I'll yeah. try and avoid the next few days going too heavy on the higher price cards because I did mention, I think the drop will continue in the next week. Once we get that loading screen or... I know Matt HD Gamer usually makes a YouTube video titled Market Crash. Um, it's sort of, sort of a running joke every year in the community that that's the start of the panic. You know, he's got a big following. Everybody watches it. Everybody panics. And when, I can't remember the exact quote, but when everyone else is panicking and scared, that's the opportunity to go in and buy because there's not much demand, but there's a lot of supply. Yeah, so think, yeah. That, that's what yeah. I'll be looking at as well. Like, if, if you're looking to get the Mbappe, Ronaldo, whoever you think, all the meta cars that you think are going to get those um team of the years, uh, Mbappe actually dropped around about 150k, I think it was last year, from and he, and he was about 630k. He then rebounded 200k in the following week, 
uh, as he goes out of packs. So if you've got one of these cards, there will be the temptation to panic. I recommend you, you, you sell it before the, the panic if you do want to have more coins liquid for making packs. But if you if you don't manage to, do not panic. Don't sell it in the panic, especially if you think you're, they're going to get a team of the year because they go out of packs. Um, obviously, it might not be straight away because they might release the defenders first, um, but they could release the forwards first. We don't know. Um, but yeah, don't panic. If you've got one of the cards that you think is going to get a team of the year and then meta, and we're not talking about Lewandowski um, because <laughs> he is just fodder. But uh, the other cards, um, because I'm going to myself pick up an Mbappe when he's low and uh, bank on him hopefully getting a team of the year. We don't know. And uh, him then rising. And we could see 200k on a card that might at that time be about 700k. That'd be very nice indeed. Yeah, and just touching, just touching on that, I've got Virgil van Dijk's um, graph pulled up from last year. On the Monday, he was 400k on PlayStation, 370k on the Xbox and... Five days later on the on the Saturday, sorry, he went up ninety k on PlayStation and ninety k on Xbox as well. So, you know, that's almost again it's a hundred k, almost yeah. on a on a four hundred k card. So again, pretty nice profit. Thirty percent. That's yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But obviously, again, is there? I think, would you say there is a point where there's a price tag where players don't rise from that point? I mean, obviously, you've got like an Mbappe, Ronaldo, name all those kind of players. I mean, assuming anyone below that kind of like 400, 300k, would you think that they're just going to drop down and stay down? Definitely. Um, I mean, that that's all to do with supply. That's all to do with the pack weight as well. Um, if they are in packs, you know everyone's saving packs for Team of the Year. We don't know how regularly the, the likes of... Um, you know, somebody that doesn't necessarily make team of the year gets packed in that period. Let's say Kante, for example. Yeah, he's going to drop. Um, but it might get to a point where lots of, lots of people are opening packs and they can now, there's more inflation. It's the same with rewards. A lot more people are going to have coins after opening their packs for team of the year. But I think even Kante, the likes of him, you will see, you will see him drop initially. But after the mad pack supply, I do think he'll rebound. Um, but in terms of anyone sort of below that price point, if they're not the best in their position and we're getting to a point in mid-January where there are a lot of good substitutes out there for, for gold cards now, uh, loads of SVCs, objective cards, anyone below a Kante sort of price, I think they're just going to yeah go down towards zero. Um, yeah, definitely. I do just want to mention, um, I did say Virgil van Dijk there, but obviously he was in the team last year. So he had spells there where he was out of packs, which also will have impacted his rise and rebound. Yeah, that's true as well. I think there is obviously money to be made here. I think you probably possibly have to be on the uh, kind of have more coins to really invest in these players. I know, like yeah. you guys said, there is obviously you guys want to do the the league kind of upgrade SPCs that will come out. I'm sure. So, have you guys kind of stocked up a lot on rare cards from the top five leagues or not so far? That's no, something. Yeah, I've not done that yet. I, sorry to interrupt. Um, I feel like the buying window is still there um, when the packs are being opened because. We mentioned the supply is going to be mad and upgrade packs don't always come out exactly when the first batch of Team of the Year players are released. So I know people who have, I know somebody on Twitter was telling me he's putting 16 million coins into um, rares. So rest in peace to his fingers because he must be completing some crazy amount of captures. But that is a that is a good way to make coins as well if you don't want to open the packs. We've seen it earlier on. Um, this year with the promos when they did come out sort of league on if Mbappe is in there going to double Premier League always does well and I think it, it's more likely that the Premier League players obviously going to be involved we've got numerous amounts of Liverpool players KDB Bruno who are going to be in and we all know the Premier League bias as well and how much FIFA players love them Premier League players yeah I think I think definitely the I think they're pretty much a guarantee those cards to getting up to, to obviously go up and price the uh, the rare cards. Yeah, well we have to have to be careful. I mean, if you're buying them for discard, there is no risk whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, but this is EA, uh, and they've done this in the past. And I hope it's going to be league specific for all the people that have invested. I hope it's going to be say five rares from the Prem, uh, fifty chemistry. I don't know something around that. Um, or maybe higher chemistry. Uh, and, and then in which case you can make money. But if they do make it just general for all of the leagues and don't make league-specific rares, a lot of people are going to 
lose money if they gambled on that. So if you're buying for an investment purpose or to flip them and not actually do the league expertise, just try and get them for discard. And on that note, I wouldn't go for the goalkeepers. I wouldn't go for the strikers. I wouldn't go for the central midfielders. I'll go for left mid, right mid, left back, right back. And that's obviously the price of them going up is going to be contingent on whether the SBC that comes out, the league specific SBC has a narrow or a wide formation, but you're usual, usually going to bank on those sorts of players because they're in limited supply. Um, there's loads of alternatives to CDM center mids cams that you can just put in. It doesn't really matter which way, but left mids, right mids, left backs, right backs, center backs, um, they should go up a lot more. So if you are going to do that, try and get those sorts of cards for discard and you should be good. I always like the centre-back options, um, especially from the Premier League. There's limited sort of rare centre-backs who are around discard. I know Conor Cody's one of them. So he's always a personal favourite of mine during this period. Yeah, I know there's definitely the uh, the common gold cards as well have risen up in price a lot in the past week or so. I know I was picking up a few um, guys for around 400, 450 coins for these eight, eight, the eight player picks um, and also the 8-1 double upgrade. I know but those, the common cards have gone up to now, I believe. I think the other day they were quick more insta selling for around 700 coins so definitely they've kind of risen early um so it could could be interesting going into team of the year the fact the price of these gold cards so i don't know like like you guys said the the amount of kind of like supply being put into the market is gonna obviously fluctuate these prices a little bit well mark talked about this earlier how trading has become more difficult and absolutely like ea have done this very clever they've put out these upgrade packs uh early and for a few weeks now they've had various upgrade packs they brought them back the 81 double upgrade was out now it's back they had the 81 to 87 before now it's the 82 to 88 and all of this keeps those common cards and those rare cards at a price where you can't really invest and make additional money on it when they bring out what we're hoping is um league specific spcs uh, for team of the year cards um so they've done a very good job at sort of trying to limit that but we'll, we'll see what comes out we'll see if there's still an opportunity yeah, I can see. Yeah, like, I see why they're trying to do it as well. Obviously, EA as well always have the master hand. They always have the final say, so we can talk about pre- pre- preparation all we want. However, we're all banking on EA to do what they've done in the past and bring them upgrades out. EA could completely screw screw over everybody and not release them. I can't see it myself, but you've just got to take that into consideration that. EA do hold all the power as well here. Yeah, it's always tough. I know at least last year, I think not team of the year time, but obviously team of the season time, The those kind of league upgrade SPCs were, I mean, everyone knew that they were coming. I think I banked a lot on the League of ones and uh, there definitely is a chance to make a lot of money from this. But like you guys said, there is obviously, there's always the alternative that EA kind of change things around and kind of make sure that people... Obviously, they're going to know people are investing in the stuff. Like they're not EA aren't stupid. You got you got guys who um obviously who are part of EA working for them now who were used to be in the community. Uh, so there's obviously ways that they kind of can throw a spanner in the work. So it is tough to kind of like I said it's getting a lot tougher to be a trader. There are obviously is methods and stuff to do beforehand um, to make sure you're in a kind of good standing for team of the year. During the, like I said, I know we kind of touched on this. Obviously, just speaking about it now. During team of the year, kind of what are you guys going to look for when trading during team of the year? Are you going to kind of wait for certain points during team of the year to kind of look at certain cards or not? As we said earlier, I'm going to go in on the meta cards. I think there's, it really depends on how many coins you have. Um, the biggest drops we should probably see are going to be on the high tier cards in terms of a percentage if they don't make it into team of the year and they're out of packs. On a lower sort of scale, I'm going to be doing a lot of rash investing. Um, hopefully the content is going to be coming in thick and fast every single day. There's going to be lots of player SBCs, a lot of link investments. Uh, there's going to be so many opportunities. And when everybody opens their packs, if we do get these league specific upgrades, there'll be opportunities to invest. As Mark said, we can then just go in on the uh, the golds, go in on the silvers, as I said earlier, and then you know flip these at a later date when people are just recycling their club and doing the league SPCs. So at, at all ends of the spectrum, if you've got loads of coins, the really expensive players are things to look at because they're going to drop heavily initially and then they should go up with inflation after people open their packs. But at lower end, you can you can just pick up golds and commons. At, it's all about timing. Um, so we shall see. I will play it by ear, but I'm looking out for the big, the high tier cards to drop uh, for me personally. I'll probably have about... 
after all of this fodder cell, uh, cells, I hope. I hope they're going to bring out another couple of SVCs in the next couple of days and no pack supply. Obviously, we're going to get squad battles tonight, but uh, then fodder should go up. If I sell it all, play my cards right, I should have 10 million ready for team of the year. Um, uh, and that should be enough to go in on some of the big boys. Yeah, I think that's definitely the thing. You, you hear traders speaking, and then when they get to that point where they say, well, I've got, I've got 10 million kind of investments in it. Trading, you do get, you can get a lot of coins from it. Uh, obviously, like I said, there's guys who want to put kind of FIFA points on and get coins that way. But trading, from what you guys are saying here, like you get a lot of coins from it. But it's not a case of you don't get it overnight. It comes from putting time and effort into it. But obviously, I am a, obviously a little bit jealous that you've got that many coins just to kind of play with it. Mark, are you kind of do the same thing, kind of playing it by ear, how it goes? Yeah, again, it all depends on what comes out, what EA bring out. Um, but just one of them things which I mentioned going back to basics is we all know lightning rounds are going to be out. That's probably the only guarantee because EA make a lot of money from them. So when lightning rounds come out, say, for instance, six or seven o'clock to bring out 125k packs, sort of one hour after, 50 minutes to an hour after them packs have been released, I'll go onto the market and I'll look to win win some lower tier cards, maybe your Furlan, Furlan Mendes and them sort of cards. I'll try and win them on bids because there's obviously a, a lot of supply which has came out and people open them packs, the pack of Mendy, they just list them up at maximum price, minimum bid and there's an opportunity there to win them cards on a bid. I think... It all depends on the team of the week as well. But we all know how much I like my team of the week investments. They might not rise as quickly as other ones, but I think eventually a good thing to do with them is just to stock one of everyone for the low low rated discard price. I mean above eight above eighty two preferably and just stock one of them in your club and hope it rises over time. Again, discard and lowest price. It's pretty safe that way as well. Um, I never want to put out tips which might cause my followers or people listening to this, I don't want to put them at risk of losing coins. So I'll try and tell them this is safe, it's discard. Um, if all goes wrong, you can just quick sell it and get your coins back. Yeah, or you can uh, DM Mark on Twitter and complain <laughs> at him. <laughs> it's a very good idea. And um, as well, looking for same league, same nation for those for the high chemistry. More useful for the league SP or not league SPCs, more useful for SPCs in general, um, especially high chemistry ones. Yeah, I yeah. like like Mark said there with the inform. Sorry, the um, I've gone ahead and I picked up a lot of the. Uh, I think it was Santa Maria was the last one I went ahead and picked up for twelve k. And obviously, I know it's not discard, but I think Santa Maria, the French from Bundesliga eighty two, he's uh he's already risen up to like fourteen k on both. So like I said, these eighty two informs at discard price. There is. Like I said, Mark said, these are non-risk. There's non-risk trading out there. Obviously, if you want to make more coins, you obviously got to kind of put more risk out there, but there's a lot of non-risk stuff out there as well. Um, sorry, Mark, what are you going to add on there? Well, just two points. Um, obviously, an 83 is not going, 83 rated in form, it's not going to go down to discard. And that's when you've, I use footbin, cheapest buy rated, uh, gold in form, and I'll see, okay, what's the cheapest 83 rated in form? If it's 18K and there's, current team of the week card at 15k that's when I know okay that's a buy same applies for 84s and 85s and then another thing is what we've seen in the past is puzzle SBCs and that's when a bit of rash investing can come in um, especially the ones with sort of the blocks say if a puzzle SBC comes out and it's got a block for the keeper which is Brazilian so you don't need to buy him you then know that Brazilian centre-backs gold non-rare are probably going to rise in value um, for that SBC as people buy them. So you can always log on, see it, buy buy them cards and then sell them in one hour, two hour when people are completing the SBC and taking the supply off the market. Yeah, I really like the kind of the rash investing kind of thing because again, it, I mean, like I said, it, it can be fun if you can snap a few players, quick flip them. There is kind of, I think people this year, uh, a lot of people are kind of struggling with the gameplay and kind of in, enjoying the gameplay as such. And trading can bring enjoyment from doing certain things. Like I said, for me, like looking at these informs when they even rise at 1, 2K in my club, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing this. Obviously, you guys are making a lot more than 1 and two, one and 2K per kind of day or so with these cards. But there obviously is a lot of enjoyment to get from trading. 
And obviously, it's a lot to do. Obviously, like you guys have spoken about tons of different ways to trade, loads of different kind of tips and advice here, which is obviously great for the listeners. And obviously, for me as well, someone who is a very kind of unexperienced as far as the trading side of things. We are going to quickly wrap things up here. But also, we are going to, we do go over obviously where we can find our guests and where you can watch them. So we'll start for you first. You show you, Kate, what, where are you, uh, when do you normally stream? Stream uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday in the morning, UK time. Uh, Thursday, go live with rewards, eight o'clock. Monday, Tuesday, uh, just before midday, so around about 11 a.m., I stream all the way up until 4 p.m., sometimes through content. And the other days on Wednesday, I'm live for content time. So I go live just before 6 p.m. UK time. And same with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, for the big content days, I'm there for 6 p.m. in case of rash investing. And uh, also try and daily upload on my YouTube channel as well. Perfect. And that is You Sure UK as well on YouTube? That's correct, yeah. And you're, I think you're, you're fairly active on Twitter as well, aren't you? Yeah. So find all those. Yeah, everything trading related on there for, uh, for low budget all over the YouTube. That's yeah. what I aim for. That's perfect. And Mark, as we always, Mark for Trader. Mark, are you, are you going to do any streams during Team of the Year? I'm going to say no because um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say no because my schedule is pretty busy. However, if the opportunity arises, I might hop on for a little bit. Um, we'll see. I might, I might do some bronze pack method crafting or whatnot. Just if I'm on playing the game, I might fire a stream up. But for now, I'm going to say no and disappoint everyone. Um, so the play, the places to find me are over on Twitter at Mark Foot Trader and obviously over on TikTok, which I'm trying to. Uh, up on a bit and um, mark foot trader again yeah sounds good man i appreciate you guys coming on i said that tons of information here um i i think i've learned a lot as well hopefully the listeners have as well but no, i appreciate appreciate you guys coming on hopefully have you back in the uh, near future thank you for having me yeah appreciate it again max thank you, thank you.